You are tuned into the Dr. Tina Show with Dr. Tina Moore. For more, visit drtina.com. Welcome to the Dr. Tina Show. On this episode, I am breaking down my past two weeks experience with the coronavirus, COVID-19. I had it, we got it, it hit our house. It was a very interesting and wild ride. Not really that uh, unexpected. And I'm going to share with you what it was like for me, some of the things that I did to mitigate the experience, and what I plan on doing moving forward. On this episode of The Dr. Tina Show, I am once again going solo, and I am post-COVID, 15 days. I recently contracted COVID-19 on the very 1st of November, and it's been a wild few weeks. I have had such an odd experience with all of this, and I wanted to come on here and say my piece because I realize, you know, erroneously, I I don't always realize the reach I have. And I realize now that I do have a pretty big reach. And there's a lot of people looking to me for leadership and for guidance. I realize this can sound, um, you know, egotistical, and I'm not at all trying to be egotistical. I get hundreds of questions every week from people who are scared. They are admittedly scared and concerned, and they want answers. And so I'm sharing in an authentic way that is very transparent. I always do. I promise never to be full of shit. And I know that some people don't like it, but you know what? Don't actually give a fuck. I'm not here to be popular. I'm not here to be well-liked. I never asked to be an influencer. Yeah, I started out on Instagram and on social media years ago, building an online business, and I made great money with a very small audience that were fervent and that were true because I was authentic, unlike a lot of influencers, to be honest with you. And I do not understand how this all got to where it is. I am so grateful for the people who do follow along, for the community that I have helped build and the people who have come. And I want to put that out there first and foremost. If you're one of my haters, I need you to understand that I will not be swayed. I will not be silenced and I will not be swayed. There is a darkness that's taken over the planet. And I've known it was coming my entire life. I could feel it. I knew this was going to happen. And for those of you who like to, you, you know, there's there's demons that inhabit bodies. And for those of you who like to rear your ugly heads every once in a while, I want you to know that I can smell you coming. So it doesn't sway me and it doesn't dissuade me. And actually, you're just creating a bigger monster of opposition because the more you do it to me, the more I share it out and the more people join my tribe and join my community and join the cause. So I will be damned if I let the darkness win. I don't have any other way to put it. I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but hey, I am a little woo-woo. So with that, I'm going to share my experience of what happened. Uh, I didn't have an easy time. I got my ass handed to me a little bit. And I know that was upsetting to some people. It was odd. I didn't realize that there are people out there who still think that you can avoid catching this. So if you're one of those people, I'm sorry to let you know, you're not going to avoid it. In fact, I just read an article this morning uh, in, a, in a community in Ireland, uh, a, a city, if you will. They are 97% vaccinated. They haven't had much in the way of natural immunity occur because the waves of COVID didn't didn't ever reach them. It did not hit them. And they're getting hammered right now. 
So there's a lot to say for natural immunity. And anyone who tells you it doesn't exist, this is what I want you to understand. You guys all saw The Matrix, right? Remember uh, Agent Smith? Remember the Agent Smiths, how they morphed from one another and they're everywhere? Agent Smiths are everywhere. Remember when he when they told him that? That is what's happening. Agent Smiths are everywhere. So people will drop in and say, natural immunity doesn't exist. Well, unless they've taken medical school level immunology, they can shut the fuck up and sit down because that's ridiculous. One merely need to go onto Google. Yes, Google. I know everyone says, oh, it's censored. It doesn't mean you can't access information there. Just go onto Google Scholar and type in the words COVID-19 natural immunity and a ton of studies will pop up. Well over 100 studies are out there showing long-lasting natural immunity. It's not just antibodies, you guys. There's a phase two of your immune system called your T cells and B cells, and they're your memory system of your immune system. They help activate that antibody response. And there is lasting T cell immunity from SARS-CoV-1 that is, you know, five, eight years out. So natural immunity does indeed exist. And I am beyond grateful to have it. In fact, I was sniffing around to get COVID. I, I kid you not. I Any person who told me they had it, I'm like, hey, can I come hang out with you? I wanted to get it over with. I wanted to get it. I wanted to get it over with. And I wanted to be done by the dead of winter. Because if you know me and you know what I've shared with you in the past, I have a propensity to get hammered by viruses. And it it often sets up into pneumonia. And I have had, I can't tell you how many times I've had pneumonia, like to the point where I was sure I was dying pneumonia. And I didn't want to go there, right? I didn't want to be in that place in the dead of January or February in Oregon when we've been seeing nothing but rain and gray skies and cold weather. I wanted to get it in the fall while well, I had a good suntan. My vitality was high. I, I literally trained for this. I, I, I'm going to share with you what I did but I actually trained for it. I, in fact, I ran lab markers a week before I got sick because I knew it was coming. And don't ask how, I just know things. Uh, I knew it was coming and I wanted to be as, as prepared as possible and my labs were flawless because I had been training for this. I lost 20 pounds in preparation for it. And I know that sounds like a lot. And people say, how did you have 20 pounds to lose? I did. I got pretty heavy last winter due to depression and pain. You know, the weight of the world was getting to me. And I, I did. I packed on some weight. And I, I'm i sure t some of that 20 pounds was muscle as well. But I lost, I lost my belly completely. I got my waist size way down. I've been talking with you guys about that on here and on social media and in my emails as to the importance of that. Um, I was well prepared. I had dosed myself up really well with my vitamin D. My vitamin D levels were optimized above 50, which is where you want them, which is where the studies are showing uh, better outcomes with COVID. My immune system looked good, although my white blood cell count was low. My overall white blood cell count was low. That is a common theme for me to have low cholesterol and low white blood cell counts. That's a sign of sort of a worn out immune system. I do believe I have some discrepancies in my immune system. And I think some of them may be genetic or maybe due to the fact that I came out of the womb very, very ill and was immediately put on antibiotics and spent most of my life on antibiotics. So I, I don't really have much of a microbiome. So I did not expect this to be easy on me. 
I had trained. I was strength training two to three times a week. I had dialed back my training um, from being very oxidative and hardcore to much more gentle, which was helping tremendously with my musculoskeletal pain and my spinal pain. I was doing far infrared sauna. I'm going to provide all the links for you in the show notes of the saunas that I suggest. Uh, And I highly suggest you find, I'm going to share with you different price points, and I highly suggest you acquire one of them so that you can reap the benefits of heat shock proteins as well. I'll do an episode in the future about that, um, about the benefits of sauna. Just trust me, there's a lot of good things in there that's uh, very antiviral. I, what else did I do? I made sure that I had decent sun exposure as much as I could going into this, although I could have done better. Normally I walk into the fall with a really, really, really awesome tan. I did not have that opportunity this year because the weather was weird here and too hot and whatever. And I was just working too hard, I guess. Didn't have any of my good vacation time, although I, I deserve one coming up. Normally I take a few days, two weeks in the sun in October, because I live in nine months of rain, you guys. Living in Oregon, surviving in Oregon winter is for the special people. <laughs> it takes a certain mindset to get through this without killing yourself, to be honest. Uh, I usually spend about a week in the sun in October, November. I usually spend another week in January, February, and I usually hit it again in May, April or May. And it, even if it's just three or four days somewhere warm, I try to get some sun in. So that's how I usually do it. I didn't get my fall or my early fall, late summer vacation at all. So I, that was kind of a bummer. Um, I was taking all my supplements. So I had adequate zinc levels. I literally had no white spots on my fingernails. White spots on your fingernails are a sign of zinc deficiency. And I've had them my entire life and I didn't have them anymore. So that was good. I knew I was zinc sufficient due to that relatively. Uh, my menses were being very tolerable. I'm perimenopausal. I'm I'm 47 and a half, almost 48. So, you know, that's always a little funny, but that was going well. And my sleep was dialed in. I was being really, really careful about that. Although I could have done better, to be honest. I am a little bit of a vampire. So those are some of the things I did to train for this. And I, I, I highly suggest you take this seriously and train for it as well. We're seeing breakthroughs from the vaccines and this isn't something that I'm happy about by any means. And again, this isn't anti-vaxxer rhetoric. This is go look at the studies. Just because the studies don't agree with what you want them to say doesn't mean they're not true. And if you're a part of my email community, you've been getting the studies and you've been having me break them down for you. And no, I'm sorry, I can't resend those. <laughs> That's past. But I always get emails from people saying, hey, can you send me this one specific email? It's like, I'm sorry, I have tens of thousands of people on my email list. I can't, we can't do that for people on a one-off basis. If you're part of my membership community, you have access to my email archives where I share that information once they're written. Um, the, the, The breakthroughs are happening, unfortunately. I just gave you an example with Ireland. The breakthroughs are happening. We're about a month and a half behind Israel and some other countries, and they're having a bad time. So far as their vaccination policies, uh, they're having a bad time. I think Austria is going to be really interesting right now because I think it was yesterday or the day before Austria locked down their unvaccinated. And so this is actually, from an epidemiologic standpoint, I think this is probably one of the best experiments we can see. I feel terrible for the unvaccinated there, but it'll be very interesting to see how this turns out for them because if all the unvaccinated are hidden from society and the virus continues to rip through Austria, well then 
that'll tell us. But you know, it doesn't matter how much data we have. It doesn't matter how many graphs I put in people's faces. The demons still want to come out and argue crazy because we have it from the CDC director's mouth and from Fauci's mouth that this does not stop transmission. So I have no idea why we're vaccinating children. They have absolutely almost zero risk of dying from COVID. And yet we're doing it under the guise of protecting the community, which is untrue when it doesn't stop transmission. So that's a a real pickle. And I think we're going to see a lot of problems with that, especially since we are seeing myocarditis and other conditions happening in young men, particularly. And there's studies on that you can look up. Nothing I'm saying is untrue. It's all out there. You just merely need to look. Again, if you don't like it, that's on you. That's that's just your cognitive bias. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not true. So, um, and then I've got my community, my professional community coming down on me, telling me that I'm putting our licensure at risk. I have no idea how this logic works out, but I'm putting our licensure at risk because I am an anti-vaxxer and I have a platform. Um, I think they give me too much credit. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means. I don't actually care what you do to protect yourself. It is true that this vaccine should be theoretically protecting those who receive it. The end user seems to be protected to a higher degree, of course, than the unvaccinated from hospitalization and from severe illness. And that is true. Um, That wanes, though, and how quickly it wanes is debatable. So those who got the vaccine last January who think they're fine and good, I would say, "Mm, your time is probably coming up here that you are waning. But of course, they change the narrative and say, well, we know it's waning, and of course it's waning, and of course it doesn't stop transmission, so now you must get a booster. So that's where we're at now in in this song and dance. And I don't think I'm doing any disservice to anybody by sharing objective data Another thing you can do is look up on any of the websites, and I'm not going to provide them because it's a simple Google search, and you can go to my Instagram and even see I shared one of the sites on my my account, at Dr. Tina. You can look at any of the graphs, and this is just logic. If you know how to read an XY axis, which isn't rocket science, if you look at the rates, the, the death rates or the case rates or the hospitalization rates now versus this time last year, In virtually every case, especially if you click on the states that are the most highly vaccinated, you'll see that cases are actually, and death rates and hospitalizations are actually in most cases higher now than they were this time last year. So I don't think it takes a, you know, rocket scientist to figure out that, and you know, people want to come in and smear me for my data interpretation, but I just think basic knowledge, and I ran this by a lot of really smart people, like that tells me that the plan is not working as planned. I'm not saying I am glad for that. Again, I am not glad for that. Uh, I'm going to go back to my story in a minute and share with you, it, it has it changed my opinion any, but natural immunity is real. It's lasting, it's durable. And in fact, studies have shown it's preferred and Uh, superior to induced vaccination immunity. I'm glad to have it now. And I just had to go through a couple weeks of sickness to get there. I'm pretty good at being sick. I have been very, very ill before from viruses. And so I I don't shy away from it. I went into it full throttle. I'll tell you my experience. It hit me very quickly. And the first thing I noticed was a sore throat. And then I was sneezing like crazy, which, and then my eardrums ached. And that's how I always get a cold. Like those are my three big symptoms. And I get a little like 
taste in the back of my throat like I'm sucking on a penny. So that was very normal. And within um, 24 hours of that, I started getting tension in my chest. I, I took a bath. I took an Epsom salt bath. And a tempid bath is really good for your immune system. Not too hot, not too cold, just tempid, just to calm your nervous system down. And I took a bath and I noticed that I was having some chest tightness. And I was like, hmm, I can't get a full breath this is concerning. Maybe I'm just having anxiety because, you know, we all get a little anxiety sometimes. And there is some fear around this. I'm not going to say I'm completely fearless, but I do try to keep it at bay. Within 24 hours of that point, I was so sick. (laughs) I, uh, uh, oh, also one of my um, preliminary symptoms was pain. I, my musculoskeletal pain was through the roof, but I had been traveling up to that point. And so it, it could have been like maybe long days sitting in a conference or, you know, and I'll tell you, asymptomatic spread is real, uh, period, for a lot of reasons, because it just trust me, it is, and <laughs> we experienced it. Um, yeah, so let's see. The pain was bad in the, in the joints and the spine, and then all the other symptoms I mentioned, and then it quickly spiraled down into very, very sick. I spiked a fever almost immediately. It was a low-grade fever. I like fevers. Fevers are our friends, so long as they're maintained and modulated. Uh, The reason being is they're there to burn out the bad guys, and so we don't want to suppress them early on because if you do, you actually you kind of shoot your immune system in the foot. So I was rocking the fever. I immediately followed some good old Chinese medicine advice and put on a hat and put on a scarf and warm clothes. I have polar fleece hoodies and polar fleece um, pants. And I put those on and my wool socks and I hunkered down to sweat it out because I knew I was going for a ride. And that ride lasted about five to six days and it was gnarly. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't fun. It wasn't the sickest I've ever been. But the one part that concerned me was it came on very quickly and it just rocked my central nervous system and my brain capacity. And that is the concerning part because I saw it happen to my fiance as well. Um, There's an apathy that takes over. And I think with having your brain go to mush that fast where you're just completely spun out and you start to get apathetic and you don't want to move, that is where I think the downfall comes for people. And that's very scary. I I can see why this is killing people, to be completely frank with you. And I think it is going to continue, sadly, to kill a lot more people. Um, That was rough. And I I know because I've been very, very ill before that I'm on autopilot. I, I know as my daughter said, mom, you know how to be sick. You're good at it. And what that means is, like I said, I've been here before and I know how to get through really gnarly viral infections and really gnarly pneumonia. I immediately started on an arsenal of medications, pharmaceutical medications. Uh, I got them from the FLCCC and I'll put that link in the show notes so that you too can see what their protocols are. Also on their website, they offer uh, a link where you can schedule with a doctor doing telemedicine. And I, I don't know if people realize this, but there are several telemedicine options out there. You merely need to Google them. And you too can have these drugs uh, accessed and on hand. And I would highly encourage everyone to do that because I had everything on hand. I had everything in a box, in a plastic storage bin. I had a kit. And in that kit was all of the supplements, all of the medications. I was ready. Uh, I have, I'll, I'll be straight with you too. I have, I have access to stem cell exosomes. These are things that I utilize intravenously for myself. And I have no idea 
how to tell you how to access those. I, I'm sorry. That's a trick from my regenerative medicine background, and I have no idea how to get you in touch with a doctor doing those. I have high-dose IV vitamin C. I have high-dose IV glutathione. And I'm in no way, shape, or form saying any of this is prevention, treatment, or cure. I was trying to mitigate my body to deal with a virus. Do you see the difference? None of this is to cure COVID. So don't ever assume that. We're, we're riding it out. We're riding out the viral infection and keeping your body and your immune system and your inflammatory response modulated is key. So that's all I'm doing is making my body more durable during this process so that it doesn't flip out and it doesn't succumb. Um, that was really my agenda. So I put an IV in myself and my fiance the day, the first day when I started feeling symptoms, I had that in our veins. And I realized people don't have access to that. And again, I'm sorry, I do not know how to tell you how to access those things. If you have a functional medicine doctor in your community or a naturopathic doctor who does nutrient IVs, I would set up a, or establish a relationship with them prior to getting COVID so that you too can access this because they're wonderful during and they're wonderful for recovery. Again, different countries. I realized my friend was going through COVID at the same time as I was, and she was in Canada, and she told me some horrific stuff. Like, you guys don't have access to monoclonal antibodies up there. You guys don't, doctors won't treat you if you have COVID at all. They won't even talk to you. They can't. They legally cannot. And so they have to punt you to the hospital system, and then the hospital tells you to stay home until you're really sick. It's criminal. And that was the one take home I got from this. I, you know, I already felt this way. And I, I, that's why I went into such a deep depression last December was because I knew there were helpful therapeutics out there. And again, none of this is prevention, treatment, or cure of COVID. It's, it's assisting the body's response to a viral invader, totally different paradigm. And we have help, right? We have steroids, we have ivermectin, we have hydroxychloroquine, we have these inexpensive drugs. And you know what's the weird thing? I looked up all these drugs to make sure that there was no interactions between them or between any of the other medications. Like I've got my mom and dad's medication list and I've done the drug interaction check because I wanna make sure when the time comes that they get sick, that because they will, we're all gonna get this, um, that I can help them. And I don't wanna be having to look up drug interactions when they're going down hard. So. It's crazy. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine barely have any drug interactions with other drugs. And you can't say that about many drugs out there. There's also a very inexpensive um, SSRI called fluvoxamine, which is similar to fluoxetine, Prozac. Um, both have been shown to be efficacious. I knew this all at the very, very beginning. And yet, and I've been sharing it with my, my private membership community, um, but it's not stuff I can talk about in detail anywhere else, right? But I, I want to give you these names of these drugs so you can look them up because you too can access them if you find the right providers. Now, a quick note, please don't get mad at the pharmacists for not filling prescriptions. Pharmacists have their own medical license and their own medical boards, and some of them are being told straight up they are not allowed to fill these prescriptions. And so I keep seeing on the internet people saying, pharmacists are practicing medicine and going against the prescription, the MD did. Well, you know, they have their own ass to cover. So be kind, you guys. We're all dealing with tyranny. We're all dealing with these crazy, crazy mandates and crazy restrictions and it's lunacy. So, and for me getting into, I mean, I can't even imagine being in that position as a pharmacist, wanting to help somebody, but knowing you can't because your license is on the line. So 
Seriously, please be kind. Um, in some states, health providers can't even talk about this stuff, I don't think. And in other places like Canada, like I said, the colleges of medicine sent out notice to all of my colleagues up there, all my naturopathic colleagues, and told them immediately when this whole thing started, like, you're not allowed to treat COVID patients. Don't even talk about it. So clearly something's going on that's sketchy, but whatever, we won't go into that. So look for, you know, share your name and email with me in the show notes uh, with the link, and you'll get an email back with links to places where you can access these drugs, hopefully, and you can get some help because there are doctors out there in, in certain states that are able to help and do want to help because they're not under tyrannical rule. This episode of the Dr. Tina Show is brought to you by my personal line of products that you can find inside my online store. A daily necessity for anyone who wants optimal brain performance to enjoy improved executive function, clarity, and concentration, my vital brain with Magteen is the obvious choice. Magteen is a patented form of magnesium 3 and 8, the only form of magnesium proven in animal studies to cross the blood-brain barrier. Boosting the brain's magnesium levels is vital to healthy cognition, which includes long and short-term memory, learning, stress management, and even sleep. Vital Brain comes in a delicious lemon-lime flavor that easily mixes into water or your morning smoothie, and it does not impact your bowels like other forms of magnesium can. It gets into your brain where it's needed. Less pills, improved absorption. Magteen has been shown in studies to raise brain levels of magnesium, which impacts brain synapses directly. Unlike other brain products on the market that work via brain stimulation, often overstimulation, Magteen works via a completely different mechanism. When brain magnesium levels are not optimal, synapse function deteriorates. By delivering magnesium into the synapses, vital brain helps brain cells stay healthy without being overactivated. Consequently, brain cells respond to signals with clarity and robustness. While I can't make specific health claims, tell you how to dose, or make individual health recommendations, I can tell you how these supplements work. As always, check with your health provider before beginning any supplement regimen. Listeners of The Dr. Tina Show can enjoy 10% off Vital Brain by using the code VITALBRAIN10 in all capital letters over inside my store at store.drtina.com. I use this product every morning and it significantly improves my productivity throughout the day. Again, head to store.drtina.com and use code VITALBRAIN10, all capital letters, for 10% off. Um, okay, so at five day, day five or six, I kind of came out of the fog. And I'll tell you, during that time, one of the most interesting symptoms I had. I did have gastrointestinal symptoms. It hits your weak links and my gut is definitely a weak link for me. So, you know, there was nausea, there wasn't any vomiting, but I felt very nauseous. I had a very low appetite. I don't feed a fever. I starve a fever. So I was doing a lot of bone broth. Um, fruit seemed to be like the saving grace. So we had a lot of sliced apples that we salted with Redmond's Real Salt. And I have a link that I'll provide for that as well. So you can get a discount on Redmond's Real Salt. I was taking all the supplements. I was doing a lot of supplements for my own line of products to just maintain um, my collagen integrity, maintain, uh, maintain my immune system function, keep my keep my head out of the you know the gutter so that I could think straight, 
So doing different products like Vital Brain, which is a form of uh, magteen magnesium, which crosses the blood brain barrier to keep the brain online. I was using my relaxed tonic because it's got GABA, which is calming because I will say there was a lot of anxiety and some fear that wanted to creep in. And so keeping calm was paramount so that I could think straight and make good decisions. Um, the relaxed tonic also has is high in myo-inositol, which has wonderful immune benefits and other benefits for you overall. So that GABA, myo-inositol, L-theanine combo and the relaxed tonic was a a lifesaver. A lot of chill pill, which is a product that I carry that just calms you down. And it was, again, it was critical to stay calm because when the fevers would hit, I would get really riled up. And I wasn't running around scared. I I was meditating through any fear that I had. I knew I would be okay. And really, something I want you to remember is long game. This is the long game and the long haul. So I knew I was going to get through it. I trusted my immune system and I knew I just had to get through the long haul. So came out of the fog around day five or six my brain was shot. I started immediately on my brain spark product and a lot of vital brain as tolerated by my um, gut. It, it, vital brain doesn't really give you diarrhea, but it can in some, So, because magnesium can do that. So uh, I doubled down on supporting my brain cognition at that point with the brain spark, the vital brain, my ultra omega OK, which is a highly absorbable form of fish oil, and a ton of curcuflame, which is a highly absorbable form of curcumin. I use that really just to support cognition. And that phase, going into that phase of COVID is where the inflammatory phase occurs. And that's, you know, you hear about people going down around day 10 to 14. That's because the inflammatory phase is kicked in. So I was being very careful to modulate the inflammation. Again, not treating, preventing, or curing COVID by any means, just treating my own inflammatory response because I'm an autoimmune girl and I can have a a good one. So I was trying to keep that mitigated. I was not using any NSAIDs or over-the-counter um, anti-inflammatories. I was taking low doses of aspirin, as you can see on the FLCC protocol. I, I wanted, or FLCCC protocol, I wanted to make sure just to keep my blood. And I was using the curcumin, the curcuflame product and the Ultra Mega Okay for that as well. I wanted to keep my blood thin because I didn't want any clotting issues there because that's a concern. So again, mitigating the side effects of what being under a viral attack can bring to you, right? That was my logic. And that's why I'm sharing this information because I want you to understand, like I want, in that kit I told you about, I actually had these protocols off of the FLCCC website printed out with notes on them (laughs) because I needed, and I had drawings, like I was ready. I knew by day seven or eight, I was walking into the inflammatory phase. And so my protocol of supplements shifted a bit, right? The first phase is really keeping viral load low. The second phase is keeping inflammation low so that I didn't have a lot of neuroinflammation or a stroke, right? Or any kind of clotting issues. So that's where I was with that. Um, I also started really relying on my resilience product, which is an adrenal support product that has really wonderful um, glandulars as well as supportive adaptogenic herbs to bring your adrenals back online because my adrenals had just been hammered, right? By dealing with the sickness and these fevers. And when you come out of a five days of fever, you're tired. So the resilience has been very helpful for that. Um, that's about it from my line that I really doubled down on. And again, it was just symptom relief and also dealing with the outcomes of being under attack by an infectious organism. 
And then I, during that time, I, I shared about it on Instagram. And I think that was the most interesting part. People were mad at me. I I, I cannot believe the response I got. I'll first say I got a one, I had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful amount of tons and tons of supportive people wishing me well. But man, some people were mad. And I don't totally know why. But now that I'm this many days out, I, I think I can kind of shed some light maybe. I think some people were scared and they thought, oh my God, she's so healthy. If she goes down, what does that mean for me? And so their initial reaction was to lash out. There were some people calling me a fraud. There were a whole lot of viral de- virus deniers, the people who don't believe viruses exist. And so they were, I got so much hate on that from those people. And those people seriously can go fuck themselves and leave me alone. Like, I don't care what you believe. That's fine. I don't have any beef with you if you don't believe in viruses, but do not come up into my grill and start giving me your bullshit, especially if you're like a freaking, you know, blue collar dude who has absolutely no scientific training. I'm not saying that blue collar dudes are dumb by any means because my fiance is a blue collar dude and he's one of the smartest men I know. But like, don't argue with somebody over actual who has actual expertise. That would be like me arguing with him about ACDC and electrical stuff, right? Like it's ridiculous. So that's my rants there. If you want to unfollow me, please do. But don't send me any hate email because my assistant will just delete it and block you. Um, I can't with that. It's not helping the cause any. And again, I don't care what you believe or what you put all over your own page. But like, don't come up in my grill and tell me how to manage my life or my audience. I got messages from people that were so vicious telling me that I was irresponsible for sharing this nonsense narrative and blah, blah, blah. I fully believe in viruses. I just experienced it. On day six of that sickness, I lost my sense of smell and my taste got all messed up. I'm sorry. And this is, I'm not going to debate these people. It's like debating flat earthers. I'm not going to get into it. Um, it's ridiculous. Like, there's no way that the symptom picture can be that consistent from person to person. I know viruses. You, you tell my herpes uh, sore that I keep getting on my lower lip for the past decade, right? You tell that that viruses don't exist. This is nonsensical of an argument. So that happened. And then there were a whole bunch of people who were just, I don't think they understand that we're all going to catch this or be exposed to it, I should say. Um, And the immune system works in different ways in different people. And so some people are going to just, the virus will be noticed by their immune system and be obliterated by their natural killer cells before it even gets to an antibody response. So that would be the person who's like, I'm so confused. My whole family got sick and I didn't. Well, have you ever had that happen with the flu? Yes. So why are you acting surprised? Like, come on. This is common sense, you guys. Some people just don't get sick from stuff. Other people have a reaction or have no reaction because they have some weird antibody response to some prior coronavirus in their past life, in their past however many years, right? And so they don't get sick. Like, I I can't explain all the nuances to you. I don't have time. (laughs) There's like 10 different reasons why you may not get sick when everyone else did. But that's never been... I mean, that's always been the case. That's never any different than any other time a flu or a cold goes through your household. So I don't understand why people are acting so weird about this. Like, why did you get sick and I didn't? I don't know. Like 10 million variables, (laughs) different immune systems, different genders, different ages, different diets, different lifestyle, different sleep habits, different hormones, different gut health, different immune or, you know, like uh, prior conditions, whatever. Like, this isn't a time to judge people. And so I had those people coming in saying, I'm so shocked. I didn't get sick. I don't think humans should get sick. I mean, I had so many stupid responses. I I can't. I just can't. I just started blocking people. I'm sorry. I don't have any bandwidth for that nonsense. Um, I got sick. Who cares? I 
there is no part of this that was surprising to me. Uh, there was absolutely no point where I thought this was too gnarly to handle. There was no point where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised. Uh, I expected to have a, a, a potentially difficult time with it. I'm glad there's influencers out there and doctors out there who just burned right through it. It was no big deal for them. And they you know, didn't even notice. Good for them. We're different humans, right? Like, this is no time to judge. I don't feel like less than because of it. And I don't need people coming up into my grill telling me I am less than. Uh, there were other people that were mad at me for getting sick because they were like, how dare you be irresponsible? And I'm like, okay, that makes no sense because you're going to be exposed to it. It's not like you went out and got cooties because you're a bad person. That is nonsense. Like the shaming of people for getting sick. Have you ever been shamed for catching the flu? No. Why would you shame somebody for getting COVID? And then there were the people who were flat out upset with me because they thought I was Wonder Woman and they had some really weird ver vision of me or version of me in their head that was uh, bulletproof. And I think that's also just cockamamie. Like, I'm a human being. I have a life. I have human experiences just like the rest of us. Sometimes I get diarrhea and sometimes I get constipation and we all deal with our stuff, right? So... I know that many of you and probably most of you listening to this are probably laughing right now, just saying like, this is so ridiculous, but this was real. I lost a thousand followers in like three days and got so much hate messages and hate emails. And I was really, but then I had to remember, what did I say earlier? Agent Smiths are everywhere. So I think these people are just dark energy embodiment and they are here to try to silence me and dissuade me. The fact that it came to such a fever pitch Makes me one same week. I don't know if you guys saw in the LA Times, um, the CDC came out on one of their last meetings and said, one of the dudes on the CDC, it's on my Instagram. Second I put it up, I got 130,000 views, I think, which is huge. It should have made my account explode with followers. Um, and the next few posts after that had huge engagement. Guess how many followers I got yesterday? Six. So clearly I got dropped into a shadow ban for sharing it. But one of the dudes from the CDC came out, one of the doctors and said, we straight up are not um, working towards herd immunity anymore. Herd immunity is not going to happen. That was straight out of the CDC's mouth, you guys. So you can go see it on my Instagram. The vaccines don't stop transmission. Straight up. Like I've been saying, therefore, herd immunity is impossible. And also herd immunity doesn't happen with coronaviruses because immunity to this is all over the place. Some people will have a short term of immunity and others will have a long term of immunity. And it's all over the place. That's why you catch colds over again, right? Coronaviruses are different than other beasts. And we keep treating it like it's some insane alien. If somebody would just go back to like any literature printed before 2020 and read about coronaviruses or open a freaking textbook and read about coronaviruses, it's all right there. Like how this is going to behave is all right there. And then others want to argue and say, oh, it's a bioweapon. Well, it's still out. Who cares? I mean, yes, I care where it came from. And I think that should be investigated. But honestly, it doesn't matter at this point, right? It's out. So we have to deal with it. So who cares if it's a bioweapon? It was weird. I'll tell you that. It was like nothing I've ever experienced before. But who really cares in the end? I doubled down on what I said this entire time. You have got to become more resilient. This was rough. I see why it's killing people. I still would not choose to be vaccinated. I have ITP. 
that's one of the main side effects that they've reported even early on was an exacerbation where people were literally hemorrhaging out because of ITP. So I, it's not a good idea for me. And honestly, after what I just went through, I, I don't know why I would want to get vaccinated against this. It wasn't that bad for me. It wasn't fun. It hit my fiance really, really hard. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I do think that the monoclonal antibodies are a brilliant idea. And I would highly encourage you to contact your primary care physician, or if you don't have one, call the urgent care center near your home and ask them, if I were to fall sick, what steps do I need to take to ensure that I get monoclonal antibodies? Because they've it's different everywhere. Um, early on when they emergency authorized these emergency youth author, emergency use authorization, that's a tongue twister. You had to be a certain age, you had to have certain comorbidities, obesity was one of them, high blood pressure, et cetera. But now I believe it's changed recently. And if you just have a comorbidity of any age, um, but there's a list. So like I wouldn't have qualified necessarily. Maybe if I found the right doctor, but I think generally speaking, if I tried to call into a hospital or one of the centers in our area, only certain places get these shipments. So you have to go online and look, and there's different websites you can find it on. Your your county website might be able to help you. There's government websites, but find out where you can access them or call your primary care doctor. Unfortunately, I had my parents do this and their primary care doctors knew nothing. And I have found through my search in the last few days is my brain fog is lifted because I want to make sure I am ready to refer my parents in for them or be able to access them. Some In some places you can access them and have them sent to your house by a pharmacy. Certain pharmacies are um, dispensing them and then your doctor can send a nurse over potentially and have them administered. I'm a doctor who knows how to do IV therapy, so I can administer them to my parents um, in a very simple, very, very simple. They can even be given subcutaneously if you can't find a vein on the person, if the person's too sick. But I would encourage any of you, whether you've been vaccinated or not, to, especially if you have comorbidities like obesity, high blood pressure, immunocompromised, et cetera, that you definitely find out from your primary care doctor or whoever you can access Uh, how are you going to be able to access monoclonal antibodies when the time comes? Because I think that would have been something that would have been very helpful for both myself and my fiance. I got through it pretty quickly. I'm very proud of my immune system and my body. I'm very proud of myself for preparing well for this. Um, I will give myself a pat on the back for that because I worked my ass off to get ready. And I I sailed through exactly the way I thought I would. And now I'm dealing with some post-viral stuff. And you know what? I've been here before. This is nothing new to me. I lost a bunch of weight during it. Uh, My butt is gone. (laughs) Thank God I had some big glutes before I went in because they're gone. My butt is flat as a pancake, which tells me there's been wasting and some uh, cachexia. So I've got to build back my musculoskeletal system. But I, otherwise I am, you know, I'm a little slow. I'm a little bit of shortness of breath, residual, a little bit of brain fog, but this is not anything I didn't expect and anything I haven't experienced before, to be honest with you. I've, I've been through pretty gnarly viral infections and sicknesses. So just building back right now, and I'll, sh- I'll continue to share how I'm building back and what my post-COVID protocol and plan is, but a lot more of the same. Uh, continuing to support my cognition through my fish oil, my Ultra Omega OK, my Curcuflame, which is my curcumin product, my Resilience, which is my adrenal product, my Relax Tonic, which is just a wonderful magnesium plus L-theanine um, and 
it's got the inositol, the myo inositol I mentioned, and then my vital brain, I'm taking gads of that to try to get my brain back online because it's a, a magnesium that crosses the blood brain barrier. And you guys can access all of that in the links in the show notes, and there'll be a coupon code there for you as well. Once you share your name and email with me, you'll get an email back immediately with a coupon code and the links to my store if you want to check those out. Again, not prevention, treatment, or cure of anything. I'm just trying to keep my body healthy and keep it moving forward along this path. And so make sure you know how to access your monoclonal antibodies. You might have some trouble. I cannot help you with that. Uh, It's been challenging for me even. I've been calling all over town for the past two days trying to figure out how to refer a patient in for it. And so your doctor may not even know, but you might have to take it upon yourself to figure that out by calling the centers that have them and figure out what their referral process is in and then making sure that your doctor or your practitioner understands how to get you that. Because some states seem to be behind and like I said, nobody seems to really have a good solid answer. If I find out more uh, in this search that I'm on, I will, of course, share that with you guys. It would behoove you to click on the link in the show notes to get on my email list because that's where the bulk of this information is going to be coming out. You're going to want to be on my email list for updates and for information there. So that's it. I hope this was helpful. I greatly appreciate all of your guys' support and love. I have had, you know, I should mention, I have had thousands of messages of support and love, and I do focus on those much more than I do on the ugly remarks. I just was surprised at how human beings responded. But then again, why would I be surprised? I think there's a lot of people who didn't pay attention during high school biology, and we are now dealing with the consequences of that. So I love you all. I thank you for listening. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast if you guys want to get updates. Uh, It's really helpful for me if you head to Apple Podcasts. I know you may be listening to them elsewhere, but Apple Podcasts is where I'm trying to rank, and it's so helpful to me if you will rate, review, and subscribe there. You'll get an email if you subscribe whenever I release a new episode. They should come out weekly. I know I've been late. I've been sick. I have an excuse. And I am going to be sharing more about this journey with you as it unfolds and what I'm finding out because I'm learning something new every single day. Like, for instance, I learned yesterday that taking ibuprofen uh, during the illness was not linked to poorer outcomes as they originally thought. Because generally speaking, you don't want to take an NSAID early on. And I still would encourage people to, of course, talk to their doctors and not be pounding things without knowledge. So, you know, get access to what you need and, and get knowledge. But NSAIDs, for instance, later in the illness process for mitigating, you know, comfort for the person is actually not contraindicated, which I thought it was originally. So things like that, things that I'm learning along the way, because I'm such a research nerd, and I'll be sharing that with my email list first. So get on my email list, rate, review, and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate every single kind word you say, and uh, we will be back next week with more. Thanks for listening to The Dr. Tina Show. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tina, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A and Dr. Tina 2.0, as well as visit my website at drtina.com. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The theme song is by John the Guilt. As always, you can email the show at podcast at drtina.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practices of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. I am a doctor, but I am not your doctor. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The
The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is intended not to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice from any medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.